everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is March 16th. It's 2020. We have zero basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Um, I, I know it's it's not even funny. Like, I, I tried to make it funny. It's not even funny. It's kind of sad. But um, we're going to switch up the podcast a little today. Just to, We're going to have some fun. Like, we, we have some stuff planned for this week. We're going to do a couple – Podcast on esports, a couple podcasts on like MMA. Kevin Roth is going to join us on Friday. We're going to talk um, how weather impacts like baseball and stuff like that. So, but today I'm joined by my good buddy, Notorious Derek. We started to do a, a golf podcast Thursday night for Friday's slate. And um, as we were starting to record the podcast, we're like three minutes in and we found out um, they were going to cancel the tournament. So glad to have you back here. Uh, it's always good to hang out with you. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, doing all right. Uh, 2020 is definitely not my favorite year uh, so far. But yeah, that golf podcast, I'm glad we uh, weren't too far into it because that just would have been a big, complete waste of time. I did do uh, some content for it. But at this point, just trying to stay busy, trying to stay sane, uh, trying to stay indoors and going from there. It's uh, kind of cool to see a lot of people pivoting to different things, whether it's esports or some of the soccer stuff that's going on, MMA. Uh, and I'm going to be spending you know the next week or two kind of learning the ropes uh, to those sports. I've always done Roto Academy courses for, you know, the main sports. And now I'm going to be, you know, reading up on how to play the sports that, uh, you know, I haven't ever done before. So I'm excited for it. Uh, just wanted to sweat anything that I can at this point. It just have some fun, man. Like, you know, I, I've been playing uh, the League of Legends DFS the last few days and I've gotten really into it. Like I never thought I would actually come on and say like, I'm super into it, but I I used to play like competitive Counter Strike, so like esports okay. for me is like you know it's fun to me. Like I, I like video games and stuff, so you know getting getting some esports in with uh, League of Legends has actually kind of been fun. Like I almost fired up the old gaming PC last night and like played some League of Legends, but um, my 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 five month old was like, "No, you're not doing that, Dad. Um, you gotta go change your poopy diaper instead." <laughs> so this is gonna <laughs> so, sound. Uh crazy is league of legends a game or is it the just the name of the whole league no it's that's it's a game oh okay so i always that's thought league of legends game. was just esports like a league in esports it's an actual no, game? like yeah it's a game the the cool people call it league okay. <laughs> yeah see I, I literally know nothing about it but i did just, well, you just went PS4. out and bought like a playstation didn't yeah. you <laughs> we have a uh, sonic for my little one and we have a cooking game uh, called Overcooked or something, which me and my wife have been playing. I haven't uh, dipped into the sports yet, but hopefully today. Oh, man, you got to get um, – you'll love NBA, Yo. like NBA 2K. Oh. Okay. I think I you'll like the, that, and I think you'll like uh, MLB The Show. Yeah, I heard that, and then the golf one, the golf club, 2019. I just I haven't played one. that one. I don't have that one. Heard it's the best golf game, so hopefully it'll keep me entertained. Got uh, pretty much turned into a full-time dad at this point. Yeah, yeah, I know the feeling. Like I, my honey do list. Or, like I, I've been doing all kinds of stuff that have been needed to be done around the house for for a while now. So uh, it, it's been fun. Like you know, you, you have to realize what we're going through and what the country's going through and what the world's going through. And you just you look back and you're like, all right, I'm getting some extra time with my family, and you know, I'm learning. I'm learning new things. Like I'm learning all about esports. <laughs> I played Mexican soccer the other day. Like it's it's just. It's fun. You got to adapt. You got to have some fun with it. Um, you know, I, I look at it like here's the silver lining, right? Isn't the silver lining like 
in, in June and July, we might have all sports going at the same time. Like that, that's, you know, me and you are like cringing thinking about that um, content wise, but like we might have all the sports going on at the same time, um, you know, here in a few months. So, Hey, we just got to be patient. We got to, we got to stay home and you know, you gotta, you gotta do your part. You gotta, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, so, but all right, to get off of all this stuff, you know, I, I, I messaged you. I was like, Hey, are you bored? <laughs> do you, do you want to come on and, you know, let's talk some stuff. Let's talk some sports. So I, I know a lot of people know you from the grind down from your PGA stuff, NBA, all that stuff. Like, Let's let's talk old days DFS. Um, I know you like we became friends like Star Street and like um, Draft Street days. Like Draft Street Notorious was like somebody you avoided in the lobby. Like what what made you? I I know you love sports, but what made you get into D, DFS in general? Yeah, so I'd always played season long sports, pretty much like everyone else. Was really into it ever since I was a little kid, and then. Uh, I think it was like 10 or 11 years ago. Uh, I checked my Roto Grinders account today and I made it back in 2011. So it's been a long time. But um, before I even found out about DFS, my friend had been playing on some site that was similar to Monkey Knife Fight. Kind of had like the tiers where you pick you know, one of four players, see who gets the most fantasy points. The payouts were terrible, but um, you know, it was a kind of a way to gamble on fantasy sports. So we played that for a while. I eventually found uh, one of those ads from Draft Street. I don't know if you remember, but they always had the girls in the the referee outfits um, in their <laughs> yep, ads. I remember those. <laughs> that sucked me in. And then, uh, you know, I played and I just kept being like, I can't believe this is legal. Uh, it got my butt handed to me for, for a few months in NFL and then eventually started picking it up in NBA. But yeah, it's been like 10 years now. It's kind of crazy how far the industry's come. Um, I do miss those old days, though. The deposit bonuses and <laughs> the smaller contests. And uh, it was just a lot easier back then. Nobody had optimizers or projection systems. It was kind of just do your best and go from there. DFS was way different. Like, so my FanDuel account was created in 2009. So I've been playing on FanDuel since 2009. And it is crazy. Even if you look at like four or five years ago, how much DFS has evolved as it's as a whole community wise, you know, game selection wise, all that stuff. Like, now, like, I feel like the biggest edge is still in roster construction, but I don't feel like that's always been the case. Like, some of the stuff we know for baseball, people weren't looking at five years ago, and you, you had an edge that way. And, like, the whole DFS, like, atmosphere, I guess, has changed so much. Um, I'm sure you've seen that a lot with, like, PGA over the last few years. It's really blown up. Yeah, it's definitely blown up, especially with the addition of the strokes gain stats. Uh, before, we were all just kind of dealing with the same green regulation, fairways hit. Nobody really knew about, you know, course fit or, you know, what type of courses fit certain guys. We were just looking at the <laughs> the numbers that the size provided us, how many cuts they made, how many top tens they had, and then uh, kind of going from there. But do you remember the uh, chats that they used to have on the sites? Those oh, my gosh. Do you remember Fandle chat, how bad it was? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you, man, could, were... you could get some really interesting action in those chats, though, like head-to-head contests and stuff, though. Oh, yeah. And you used to be able to send money to each other on the site, yep. so you would get just that whole chat was just, send me 38 cents so I can join this dollar league. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. I remember. Do you remember – I don't know. This might be before your time on FanDuel, but there used to be like it was like an auto draft format, like on FanDuel, where you picked against another guy, and it was like a snake draft type format. And like 
you know, I, I remember it like I remember taking like Dwight Howard. It was that long ago when he played for the Magic. So like it was a long time ago. <laughs> I don't remember that. I did do the stink drafts on Draft Street. And uh yeah, if anybody has any old Draft Street gear, that's gonna be worth some money. I do. I actually have an old to. hoodie. I have a hoodie. Um I don't know if I, I I think it's still hanging up in the closet. Like I have I have to um, see what size it is and maybe I'll send it to you. I don't, I, I don't fit in that hoodie anymore. Um. <laughs> I, I did miss out on all the fun star street days though. I never went to any of the playboy parties. Yeah. The first playboy mansion that I qualified for was uh, with star street. The second one was FanDuel. Um, it was a ton of fun. It was, you know, it was, it was like the, one of the first ones there. So that was a ton of fun. It was just that star street was so different. Um, like they had like a stock market when they first started for like baseball players and like, Oh yeah. I forgot. About you remember that? that? Like it was, it's man, like you're bringing back so many memories. You remember daily <laughs> joust, man? Like you, that was Dan's I, jam. That was mine, Dan <laughs> and Emacs jam. Um, and JMB like, yeah, I remember I remember Daily Joust. Draft Day I always felt like had the software to be the best like actual website and never could like get money behind them. So yeah. they never pushed the push it with like contest size either or anything. So speaking of old sites, did you ever play on uh, profanity sports? Oh yeah. That site was probably the worst <laughs> site there was, but uh, I won a, a Super Bowl trip to Vegas and uh funny enough we got put up at the Trump Hotel, had some suite up there, so that was kind of fun. No, that's cool. Like I have my own profanity sports like story. Like the night my daughter was born, the day before my daughter was born, the night when we were in the hospital after my um, ex had been induced, like I won a tournament on there. <laughs> man, how crazy is that? Your daughter being born. That was a long time ago. Uh, that was a long crazy. time ago, man. I'm getting old. I just looked at like you, t- you mentioned your Rotor Grinders account. I, I joined Rotor Grinders in 2010. <laughs> oh, wow. Older than me. That's good. We're getting old, man. Like, I remember I, I only joined Roto Grinders because my friend was like, "You can you can look up players uh, how they've you know how many contests they've joined and won in the past." And I was like, "No way!" So then uh, that was an easy way to scout the head-to-head lobby. Just Google their name on Roto Grinders real quick, see their history, and join away. It has changed a lot. <laughs> changed. Yeah. What do you think? All right, before like I have some other questions for you. I just really curious. Like, what do you think? like is the most important like as a DFS player that you've had to change since like you started to like now? I would just say not thinking that your process is perfect. Um, anybody that's ever just, you know, had one thing work for them without adapting to what's happening in the industry, it just isn't going to work long-term. Uh, you know, cash games used to be the cash cow for pretty much all the high stakes guys. And that just isn't the case as much anymore. Uh, everything changes with optimizers and, how much access people have to information and, you know, predictive analytics and all this stuff. So uh, just being able to adapt, being able to change your strategy. I used to be a guy that would only play cash games. Now I primarily only play, you know, single entry three max tournaments. So uh, yeah, just being able to adapt, I think is the biggest thing. Yeah. For me, like, I, I feel like it's the same. Like I used to throw like 20, 30 lineups in the big tournaments and now I just play higher dollar, like single yeah. entry and three entry max. Like I think, you know, you mentioned your process, like knowing or, or just adjusting to your process every each and every day. Like I have a routine, but my process as far as research changes every day, it feels like. So yeah. I feel like building a process and like a routine is definitely important too. like have have a set routine, especially with baseball, like how you approach things. So I think that's definitely something that um, is interesting. I remember 
like depositing my first like i think it was like three or five hundred dollars three hundred or five hundred dollars and like getting crushed within like a week (laughs) yep um and learning a lot really fast so yeah and i think um, admitting that you're not the smartest person in the room um is something that's big just being able to learn from other players whether it's you know touts on roto grinders whatever it may be or just studying lineups from other top players in the industry and exposures and you know how they're constructing their lineups i think is pretty critical for you being a, a better dfs player moving forward yeah i think the other thing that like people overlook too much or like overthink too much is like changing your lineup right before lock like that's used to that used to be something that i never would do i was like i'm gonna regret this decision i'm never gonna change this i like this team even though this guy is probably a better play like that is something that you have to learn very quickly that your lineup could be something and look completely different five minutes before lock, and you have to be okay with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. Uh, as long as I've been playing, I've constantly tinkered with my lineups. Uh, I've woken up at 5 a.m. in the morning for golf and changed my lineup five minutes before lock. Uh, yeah, a lot, we, all, we tend to only remember the bad times when we have the bad 2v2 swaps or whatever it may be, but um, always be ready to, to adjust your lineups right up to lock, I think. Yeah, like how many times did you switch it and it actually worked out for you, you know? Yeah. Like <laughs> you don't remember those as much. You just remember the times it burns you cuz those stick with you a little bit more. So, all right, which which sport do you feel like you're missing the most right now? Like it, or I know you're missing all of them. We're all missing all of them. Like, you know, obviously I'm I'm missing NASCAR. I feel like the most baseball a close second. Like I was ready, so ready for, you know, baseball to start. Like I had some spring training trips planned like I'm obviously missing baseball, but like I'm super, I'm definitely missing NASCAR. But uh, what about you? What are you, what are you missing over there? Uh, definitely golf. You know, we had the biggest tournament of the year so far in the players and it started and it looked like it was going to be the only sport going along with NASCAR there for a little bit and obviously got canceled. You know, golf's my favorite sweat. It's my favorite sport to uh, research and it's just so fun every single week. And Obviously, the Masters was, was coming up. So uh, I'm definitely bummed about that, bummed about missing the start of baseball. It seems like that's kind of the best time to play uh, in terms of DFS and having a lot of newer players on the site. You know, once we get into the late days of summer, you know, it's just the it's uh, all the high-stakes guys just trying to grind out uh, contests there at the end of the season. So missing baseball, obviously missing basketball. You know, I don't think I'll ever complain about a, a bad three-game basketball slate ever again. <laughs> Just not having Never it. again. I mean, yeah. Never again. <laughs> yeah. We probably will, but like whenever we, we just have to think back to this time and like, oh man, like <laughs> Yeah. I just hope they get something figured out. Give us some playoffs um for basketball. Uh, I heard today from the tour junkies, at least on their Twitter, that they're thinking maybe they can do uh the Masters sometime in October. Uh, I guess they have some inside sources there in Augusta. So that would be cool. Um, just if we can get like the major sporting events going eventually, I think that would be pretty good this year. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think we see anything for the yeah. next two months. Um, oh, yeah. so, which stinks, you know, you saw, you saw like the news that came out for MLB baseball. They're like, you know, talking about like the middle of May and like, that's fine. Like, let's just get it rolling. Middle of May is fine with me. Like, you know, let, let's just get some dates out there. Let's, let's <laughs> give me something to look forward to. Like, you know, I started my baseball research over the last few days because I've just <laughs> nothing else to do. So, yeah. Um, so I don't want to date date the pod too much, but what is Bill O'Brien doing? I don't know. Did you see DeAndre Hopkins get traded? Oh, I saw the trade. Like, yeah, what? like what was that? <laughs> Even had Chase Edmonds tweeting like they robbed him, and 
Like, uh, I don't understand that trade. He has three years left on his contract. I don't get it. Yeah, uh, it took me for a second to realize what you were talking about with Bill Bryan. I was like, is he doing something else? Like, did he get fired? <laughs> he might. He's, he's in the works of doing something else. For sure. I was like, did he get fired? Like, <laughs> it, it, what makes any sense out of that? Like, I don't know on that one. I don't know. David I don't know on that one. Pretty good last year, I guess, in his eyes. I don't know. Like, David Johnson. This is a dude that got beat out by Kenyon Drake at the end of the season. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of crazy. All right, let's let's shift gears a little bit. Um, let's have some fun. What were you What were you doing before you got into playing like DFS? So, well, if you want to talk about fun, it's not this. Uh, I graduated with a master's in accounting. Uh, worked in that field for quite a while. Worked in my dad's office, luckily. So. Um, it was kind of cool working under him, and I just spent most of my time researching DFS anyway before I started, you know, writing it full-time. But, uh, yeah, accounting, not the most fun work, but it seems like there's a lot of accountants that eventually, you know, turn pro at DFS. So maybe there's something to, you know, the numbers process and all that. I was just about to say there's so many people that I can think of that, like, starting out, started out, with, like, doing accounting. That's crazy. Yeah. What about you? Your story, your story is so much better than mine. You worked like, I was playing. Too, right? I was working for my dad. Yeah, I played. I was playing baseball and got hurt, and I was working for my dad. So, yeah, that, you know, my mine is way different than yours. Like I was doing <laughs> guns and stuff like that. So it's way way different. Um, a little more exciting. Yeah, but like DFS is is just so much fun in general. So like when when you get hooked by it, especially if you love sports, like you know, it, it's just you're you're in. Like once you figure it out and you're, you know, you get to talk sports every day, you know, you're just in. Yep. You're in. And, you know, even if you're not great at it, it's still fun to do. You know, you can look at it as just entertainment, you know, whether you're throwing, you know, $20 in the millionaire maker or whatever it may be. I mean, it's, or if you're grinding it full time, grinding every single slate, like some of the guys out there. So it's got a little bit for everything and it brings in so many different people, so many different personalities. Um, you know, we oftentimes see so many little, you know, debates and arguments between DFS guys, but uh, it seems like this kind of thing without having any sports is kind of bringing everybody together again. Yeah, you hear a lot of people like from the poker world, you know, there's all kinds of different like where people have come from as far as like playing DFS. Um, you know, I, I, there is something that I wanted to talk to you about that I don't think people realize um, that is like, been one of the biggest successes for me is like just the support of my wife. Like, you know, we do this so much and there, there are swings, there are, you know, massive amounts of swings each way. And I feel like, you know, she obviously doesn't get credit. I know your wife is, (laughs) she's, she's fun. She, she makes PGA lineups and has fun with it. And like, she posts on Twitter all the time. Like, it's it's they're the unsung heroes of what we do oh for sure shout out to all the wives out there um of us dfs players or husbands you know or husbands yeah DFS players um, yeah i mean i it's kind of hard for them to put or put them in our shoes you know just you know betting all these wild sums of money and having these crazy swings and for them to support us through it throughout is a uh, pretty cool and just being honest and open with them you know kind of whether they like sports or not, kind of just inviting them to sweat the game with you or whatever it may be. I think that's kind of your best bet. People that like to just hide it from their wives tends to not work out nearly as good. Um, obviously, you know, my wife 
she's always been the life of the party at these uh, RG events. And honestly, she she deserves credit for me being you know a bigger name in DFS is because I've never been the most outgoing guy. So uh, she's always the one that goes out, makes the relationships at first, and then uh, go from there. But she's always the one to buy shots too. <laughs> she she is um man i have so many so many miss noto stories we won't even get into it but um she is a good person um she's funny like yeah i remember what was it a couple years ago we were in nashville playing um nfl blitz on one of the joystick consoles and like I remember her and like Kevin Roth and I, I think it was cruising like karaokeing behind us. Yeah. <laughs> just, Sounds about right. I think it was Siege like singing like Britney Spears or something like with your wife like you know good times. Our, so. our very first trip to Nashville uh, we went to a karaoke bar and for some reason I was uh, pretty intoxicated. I said I'll, I'll sing uh, Getting Jiggy With It by Will Smith up there if I if all you guys come up with me. So it was me my wife, uh, Nick, who used to work for us, and uh, a couple other of the IT guys, and uh, we got it up there. There's video of it somewhere. It used to be on the Grinders Live page if you put in the Konami code, but we ended up getting booed off the stage because it was a crunchy bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so many good times! Like, yeah. what is what is your what is your favorite thing about Nashville? I feel like it's going to be the same as mine, but what's your favorite part of Nashville? Uh, well, food related, it's got to be Hattie B's. Um, just can't get it anywhere else, man. Like, I mean, I've Broadway's, tried to always, make... Broadway's always a lot of fun, but you know, I don't really love the bar scene as much as most. I kind of like just seeing you know all the all the faces that we're used to, and just uh, yeah, reliving some of the good times. So it, it's always fun going out there, and it, it's kind of crazy. the The more we go out there, the more new faces there are. We talked about this last time at the Super Bowl party. There's just so many new faces and so many new people to meet, and everybody's always so friendly. They're always so nice, man. Everybody that I've ever met through this industry. That's one of the reasons I love this industry so much. Everybody's always so nice, but I'm with you, man. I love me some Hattie B's. I've tried to make hot chicken at home so many times. It's just never, it's just not the same. It really isn't. So it's not the um, same. And even if you get it delivered through DoorDash or Grubhub, whatever, it's just not the same either. You got to get it at Hattie B's. You got to wait in the line. You know, the wait makes it that much better. Yeah. We went to Biscuit Love last time we were there. It's a breakfast spot. Like, I it's, went there for lunch one day. It, the breakfast, man, it was off the chain. So that's like that's a new staple for me. But yeah, I just like seeing everybody. Uh, I don't care what we're doing. I just like seeing everybody. So I'm with you on that. All yeah. right, before I let you get out of here, um, I know you got to go. You got to go play. Um, you know, dad life. I'm right there with you, buddy. Um, before I let you get out of here, give me give me one thing that you feel like DFS players as a whole could learn or do too much of that they could be better at? Uh, I know I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't, I didn't send this one to, to you. To what, live or DFS? Either. doesn't matter. For DFS, I'd say contest selection and, you know, watching the rake. I don't think I – th- I would say like 90% of uh, DFS players just join contests without seeing the payout structure. How much I think it's higher than that. Yeah, probably. Um, even times I do it, you know, when there's 10 minutes before lock, I'm just, you know, going through all the contests, hurry up and joining a bunch. But I think that would, uh, definitely improve people's bottom line a little bit if they paid more attention to that. And then, uh, yeah, likewise, I don't know, be more patient. I feel like nobody's patient anymore these days, whether it's with, you know, your family, your friends, you know, people that you don't know, just everyone's so ready to argue. So just be patient. Yeah. Be, be friendly, man. Be nice. Like, 
be be friendly <laughs> life is beautiful be friendly <laughs> like exactly i think there's a walt disney quote out, quote out there is like life is beautiful something about giving something about family like yeah it's just you know times like this like look over to your loved ones and love them and be happy be nice and there's a lot of stuff that's going on right now like you know i went to the grocery store today Ooh, was that a mistake i went early yeah. too man i went like 7 30 in the morning and like oh it's already crazy so yeah, but yeah, like I think bankroll bankroll management and game selection is just something people overlook so much. And like we have the morning grind game each and every morning where I talk about game selection and like, you know, how a contest pays out. I love seeing the, the top 10 be under 30%. I love seeing it pay out 22 to 25%. Rake is high everywhere. You know, as much as you get in the higher stakes, the rake will come down a little bit, but I'm more looking, man, that rotor grinders extension. And it's not just cause I'm a company guy, but the rotor grinders extension is something every DFS player should have. It's, it's, it's such a useful tool. Um, even when you're joining contests last minute, you can semi look. <laughs> Especially if you're a premium member, you get your ownership, you can get your projections right there on the lineups page, which is awesome. Oh, and I shout agree. out to Nicole, by the way. Um, she's at home with her kids doing like a little Olympic thing every day with her kids. I think that's pretty cool. Um, just a way to, Get your kids, uh, you know, not go crazy in your house is uh, a good way to go about it. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I don't – my daughter's with her mom until Friday, but we we have some stuff planned. Like, they've already announced that they're not going back to school. Like, they're on spring break right now, so, like, it kind of worked out. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, I'm excited for her to be back. We got some stuff planned for her. So, we have these, like, things that we bought, like um, like robot things that you have to build. Like two Christmases ago that we never opened, so like that's what my that's what my time looks like um this weekend coming up for sure. So, Derek, always fun talking to you, my man. Um, you know I I'm looking forward to Derek taking down some soccer and MMA contests here very soon. Um, man, it's crazy, but um, stay stay like I said, stay positive. Look at the look at the silver lining. The silver lining is we're likely going to have every sport going at the same time here at the end of the year. So that that's the silver lining, right? Yep. Uh, that's the silver lining. We'll have sports eventually. And until then, you know, listen to this podcast, get some information on league of legends. I'm excited to uh, listen to that since it's an, it's a game and it's not a league. So I, yes, I know league of now. legends, <laughs> um, the game, we will have a podcast tomorrow. Um, joined tomorrow by someone that follows league of legends very closely so i'm excited to talk to mr john george of the esports plug he'll be joining me and then we'll have an mma podcast i have a couple league of legend podcasts planned for this week so just trying to help you guys learn what i've been able to learn so far uh, i'm not perfect but hey i'm profitable on two of three slates so far so i'll take it so um very i'll take the small sample size because maybe in like a week it'll be a lot lower so Appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Like I said, talking some LOL esports, League of Legends. Um, let's have some fun. <laughs>